Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. Yes, people, Dave Fenson here with another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. I'm back uh, in the realm of the living after COVID. Uh, thank you for listening into the uh, episode on YouTube we did with Stephen Hill. It was a bit quieter on that episode because I was fucking dying internally and externally. Um, yeah, but we had great feedback from that one. We had a lot of fun. Big up to Stephen. As always, check out Riot Act Podcast. Uh, those are great guys out there. We love them a lot. Uh, hopefully have another collab with those coming up uh, in the not-too-distant future. Um, yeah, wanted to say a big thanks to Daniel Martin, who donated some money to us. A big up to Niall Bakewell as well, who's got his direct debit set up with us. Um, if you do want to give us money, details, we've got a paper. One of these days we'll sort out a Patreon or something like that. We probably should, I guess. People keep telling us we should. Um, or merch or something. We, we're, we're hobbyists, man. We do this uh, for love. Um, and fun and uh, I hope you're with us at some point we should probably try and monetize in some way shape or form but fuck it we're not that bothered anyway what else can I say um if you want to find me uh I'm working a lot of them I'm gigging here there and everywhere I haven't I've got a website coming soon so you'll be I'll, I'll hopefully have all my dates up on there in the not too distant future sometimes we do get messages asking me uh, but just follow me on social media is the best way to find out where I'm going to be I'm working a lot on the club that I've worked with with Stephen Grant which is called the Forge Comedy Club uh, if you don't know uh, Stephen Grant he's an absolute legend of Brighton comedy he's written for everyone he's uh, one of the funniest men in the country I think uh, and he's got a new project called the Forge Comedy Club which is I would say the best comedy club in Brighton bar none uh, and I'm working with him on that uh, and that's taking up most of my time at the moment um, so yeah, if you're in Brighton come down if you are if you're going to be in Brighton send me a message let me know you're coming down I might even be able to get a cheeky little discount for you who knows um I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Miss Sean McLaughlin, former guest of this uh, podcast. He's uh, got a new podcast out himself uh, called Failing Better. Uh, it's him and Johnny Pelham, very, very funny comedian Johnny Pelham. Uh, do check it out. It's called Failing Better. Uh, they've got different guests on. I think they had Sophie Willen on the first one, Ed Gamble on the next one. Do check that out. Uh, Rob Mulholland as well has got a new podcast, which, um, you know, as you probably can expect is uh, is full of foul language and unpleasant imagery because that's Rob Mulholland for you. Uh, you may remember Rob, he uh, guested on the uh, hip-hop episode we did a couple of years ago. And yeah, he's got a new podcast called Dead Men Talking. It does it with Freddie Quinn. Please go and check that out. Very, very funny shit. Um, yeah, but not for the faint-hearted, to be honest with you. Sean McLaughlin's also on tour and across the UK, so go and check out uh, Sean if you can. If you are going to be in Brighton for any of the Brighton Fringe, I have a new show called Dave Fensome Dog Eat Dog. It's a work in progress. It's going to be at the Carolina Brunswick. I've got two dates at the start of the Fringe, two dates at the end of the Fringe. I'm also running on the edge comedy throughout Brighton Fringe. So if you want to come and see some comedy, you want to maybe come and say hello, do come and say hello to me. Um, anyway, guys, uh, with uh, no further ado, we're going to crack on with this podcast. This one is, well, it's 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 about uh, an album that I guess we weren't, I, I don't want to say too much about it really because we get into this uh into the podcast in quite a lot of detail um but it's about ub40's album from 1993 um make of that what you will hope you enjoy this episode guys take care see you next time
Yes, yes, people, Dave Fensom here with another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. I am joined, as always, by my main man, Mr. Krista Greer. Hey, everyone. Good to see you, Krista. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm assuming you're feeling better than last time we recorded. Yeah, fucking hell. I mean, I, I listened to some of that back. I didn't sound well, did I? No, no, indeed. Uh, for anyone who hasn't heard the last episode, Dave was suffering from COVID at the time and had to do it via Zoom with a bunged up face, basically. And and brain fog, mate. My brain yeah. fog has persisted, actually. I'll tell you what I, uh, I did the other day. Go on. I, I was I was uh, MC in a gig yeah. uh, and kind of feeling mostly okay. In the first act, I went up and I did my bit and bought the first act on. The first act finished her set and I've just been sitting watching, enjoying it. And I was just clapping away, oh, clapping away. And she came back up and, and basically handed me the mic. And I was like, oh yeah, I have to go back I'm, on fucking I'm stage. I'm working tonight. Yeah, yeah, so like when people fucking talk about COVID brain fog. Wow. It is, it is real, man. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, I'm not fucking around with it. Professional comedian Dave Fensom here. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've, I mean, I MC a lot as well. It's I know, like exactly. It's, it's not, not like new it's to new you. to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, this will clear the uh, cobwebs out of your, your brain because we are doing a UB40 album today. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, shit. Um, mm. Hang on a minute. Have you uh, just remembered something really? Yeah, I've left something in the oven. <laughs> is it a rat in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah, if you could just finish this off for me <laughs> for the next couple of hours, and I'll, I'll come back and do the oh, end. Oh, God, yeah. You'd be yeah. 40. So, look, obviously, you know, we have a big thing. We try not to prejudge any records going in, but at the same time, it's quite difficult not to prejudge stuff when we've got an entire playlist of Cod Reggae I know. highlighting how badly we dislike. Oh, how many Cod- times have we said on this podcast? You know, someone does a reggae track, uh, mm-hmm. a mistaken. Uh, thing that they they think is a good idea yeah. and we're like well I mean we don't like reggae anyway mm. and then this has happened so yeah, it- yeah. and look, I no I I have no actual problem with reggae as a concept I think there's some good reggae songs some good reggae artists uh-huh. I think very few of them are white I like some dancehall stuff I like mm-hmm. some of the harder edge stuff you're less of a fan of reggae than me in general I would say I'd say that's true um you know I think there are a couple of good tunes um but as a genre I find it very hard to differentiate between a lot of them. It just it sounds like one big long song to me. Mate, are you have you just done the musical equivalent of they all look the same? I to think me? I have, you know. Fucking yeah, hell, no. mate. Well hey, maybe this UB forty album will be the thing that Turns you around. Finally, makes me realise well, what reggae music is all right. Well, it certainly it certainly wouldn't be Aswad that made you turn around, would it? No, implicit in the instructions. <laughs> um, okay, so this is uh, UB40's 1993 album. It went to number one and it fucking stayed there, didn't it? Absolutely. This is a seven-week run at number one, which is by far the longest that we've seen in this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. mainly driven by a monster of a single, uh, and we'll discuss whether in which ways it is monstrous when we get to it. No absolutely. Doubt. Yeah. So this this was a big old uh, record for them uh, it's their 10th album uh, released in 93 after the first one was they formed in like the 70s and they were started releasing stuff from the early 80s it reached number one uh, in the UK and number six in the United States which made a big difference for wow. them this made it the this is their band's best selling album this has sold over 9 million copies um, and it's but it's only their second UK number one album after their 1983 album Labour of Love mm-hmm. um, but if you're looking at their breakthrough or whatever this is the big uh, commercial hit for them. Sure. And had they done well in the States before? Not overly. They'd done okay, but this was by far the biggest thing they'd done out there. Um, uh, I did see a stat, which is kind of an interesting one, that apparently both UB40 and Madness, they jointly hold the record for most weeks spent by a group in the UK singles chart during the 1980s, uh, Mm. 214 weeks each. Which I didn't realise that UB40 would have been that big a singles band in the 80s. Well, I mean... I remember... 
the big ones, but not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am also surprised by that. I know mm. that. I mean, I'm, I'm always endlessly surprised by the status of UB40. Uh, but true enough, the fact that you know they're still touring and selling like big venues today, you know. Yeah, and well, there's two different versions of them now. Quite, quite. Um, yeah, we'll you know, sure maybe we'll get touch on that. Yeah. They, they, they do not care for each other. It's fair to they say. They absolutely don't. No. Um, uh, so '93. I'm going to assume that you're in the same position as me. I don't remember this album happening one bit at all. I remember the the big single. I remember the big single. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I remember it was from a film. I can't remember which film it was, it was from, from. Sliver. Sliver. I know. Fuck, was it from Sliver? God, this film that the, the people in Sliver must have been like, oh, we've been a little bit eclipsed by a, uh, by a, <laughs> a shit, a shit weird kind of. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen Sliver. I'm fairly sure I've fast-forwarded through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's one of those. Voyeurism film, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. Sharon Stone post-Basic Instinct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, I'm sure you don't remember this happening. I don't remember it happening. Um, and so this is all brand new to me. Have you ever heard a UB40 in its entirety before? No, I've, ne- I've never wanted to listen to a UB40. I mean, no. I, I would imagine I've probably... I, I'm fairly sure I was working in HMV when UB40's Greatest Hits came out or One something. One of the many. I'm sure that I've I've been subjected to some of it in the past. Yeah. Um, but, I've, yeah, certainly never through choice. I mean, they're not, yeah. they're not a band that have done anything that I've ever liked, that I've heard. Yeah, fair enough. Fair I mean, enough. Apart from a passing comical enjoyment of Rat in My Kitchen. I see. I see. I think One in Ten is a really good single. Uh, I think it's a really catchy song, but everything else I've heard from them is. I get it. And I am talking about Rat in My Kitchen and Red Red Wine and those big hits. Mm-hmm. I've gone, no, not at all. Not at not, all. Not for uh, me. So no, I wasn't looking forward to this, uh, having to do this at all. Really, really was going. Oh, no, I've been. Fuck I've been. No. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, my worry with this one is that it's just going to be something that I don't enjoy, and mm. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I can find. I may, I, well, I'm hoping to be proved completely wrong. Oh yeah, absolutely. Always I would love it if there was a couple of bangers in here. Yeah, I'm yep. really hoping to be proved completely wrong. Um, outside of that, I'm hoping some of it's funny. I hope it's just not po-faced shite. Fine. Okay. Okay, well, uh, I've got nothing else really to say on it. We obviously we usually talk about the album cover at this point. It's really dull I mean very blue it's, it's it's a big kind of a blue wash square yeah. with a white surround and it says UB40 promises and yeah because I was I was trying to work out that's if it. that's actually what it was because obviously I was looking at it on a computer screen because right. strangely I didn't buy this one mm. uh, and yeah I, I got it as high a resolution I could as bigger I could and it, yeah it's just some some I'm, I'm sure it's very very Important somewhere in God a modern art circle. I don't God know, knows. but yeah, it's just a fucking load of blue. Yeah, it says nothing blue. to me. Very dull. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think there's anything else really to to say about it. I mean, I looked into. I try and do a bit of research on kind of how the album came together and if there's any interesting stories. There's nothing on this. No, there's nothing at all. Good. Let's yeah. move on. Fine. Okay, so the first one's called "Say La Vie." Right, track one, "Say La Vie." Not the uh, the bewitched song, unfortunately. Which is a banger. That is a banger, yep. Fuck your dad. <laughs> right, here we go. This is it. Right. It's, we're not off to an auspicious start. Hey, boy! Yeah. Yeah, we've got a very tinny production already. Yeah. Oh, here's some horns. This was the fourth single out of five, by the way. And it was the lowest charting of all the five. I mean, I've described this bit of the song as jolly bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It does. Uh, it starts off very silly, and we've got some very insipid reggae coming through. Yeah, and then bizarrely, in this kind of weirdly sunny song, 
there's some very dark lyrics. Oh, well, it's absolutely. It's, it's. I mean, I think they've always been that kind of political band, making points, uh, you know, raising awareness of stuff. This is them going, oh, the world's a bit shit. The world's fucked here. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen what their fan base looks like, and I'm not sure the message is getting through. No. Um, but uh, yeah, this, it starts off, like I said, a little bit silly, but it moves into this kind of bubbly pop yeah. that's happening. Um, the vocal is typically him. That's, you know, very Ali Campbell. I mean, I, I find it particularly unpleasing. I, I had this on in the car, oh, yeah. and, my, and my, my wife just went, that is not a nice sound, is it? Oh, I see what you mean. I mean, it's, it's weird. There's these kind of little weird water droplet sounds, like yeah. what? stuff like that. Um, Soundboy. Soundboy. I don't mind this. I think this is relatively okay pop background stuff. I think this is oh, this pleasant enough. God, no, we're not in the same place on right, this. Right, I see. I, I, I think I, it's all right. I don't like anything about this. Yeah. I, I, I find the samples just weird and distracting. I find the um, the vocal awful, the lyrics incongruous with the music. Right, sure. It's just an enormous bag of no thank you very much. Is that right, yeah? Yeah, do not care for this at it, all. There are, in the lyrics, you know, he, he talks about... Uh, hearing stuff about stuff going on and he, the, the the premise seems to be um, a woman came and said to me and I don't know why he's getting approached so often in the street by women telling him their problems but there's like a woman came and said to me uh, she'd seen a lady sell her baby and then a woman came and said to me there's brother killing brother and a woman came and said to me she had a husband on an island I see you're, you, you obviously haven't done enough research because oh. there, was, there was a brief time in the early to mid-90s when Ali Campbell was actually the uh, agony aunt for the Daily Star. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> that would make a lot more sense. <laughs> right, dear Ali, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, maybe it's just one really unlucky woman. It could be that. But otherwise, he's just getting stopped in the street with woes. Like what, one uh, one very like, unlucky woman. Well, like, like the woman from Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> I've got a couple of uh, the, the buzzers that I bought for our Cliff Richard episode. I put a couple of little sound bites on here from Ras Trent by The Lonely Island, which is... Uh, the best reggae song ever It's amazing. But definitely the best one by a white man. Yeah. Uh, so I've got... A just a, a classic. And I've got... I don't know when I'm going to put them in, but they're good fun. I mean, I'm enjoying them, mate. I'm enjoying them. I'm, exactly. going, to, I'm going to take them to my gig tonight and see how that works out. <laughs> Wicked. Um, so, so I was actually pleasantly surprised by the first song in this album. I thought it's instantly going to be uh, making me angrily how bad this was. And I was like, oh, this is okay. This is I, all right. Have you had a particularly good week? I think maybe I have. I don't know. Yeah, Has, yeah. Ever, has everything gone all right? I think that could be it. You yeah. know. Are you a massive fan of, uh, of Energy Bill Rises? <laughs> So, uh, oh, I'm in my dreamland. Snow in the middle of spring. Snow yeah. in the middle of spring, mate. Yeah. Which is uh, one of the, uh, the the best reggae albums ever recorded. Yeah, quite. <laughs> um, I the other thing I noticed about this song um, is that there are only like three verses in the chorus, whatever it is, and the last new verse is over by two minutes ten, mm-hmm. and yet this song goes on for another two and a half minutes. After that, it just kind of uh, repeats some bits does the same stuff mm-hmm. over again and then goes into a massively long fade out. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not sure whether that's because they thought, oh, we've really hit a groove here. Let's keep this going, guys. This is too good to stop. Or if they thought they were going to have time to write another two verses and then didn't or something like that. But it really just goes on and on. I was wondering, is this a mistake? Why wouldn't you just stop this? I mean, I, I thought multiple times throughout the song that this was a mistake. Oh, right, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I haven't analysed it in that level of detail because I was too busy being annoyed by its existence. Fair enough. Okay, well, we're, we're, very, we're, we're different on that, but I'm, I'm not... I want to point out that I'm not saying I really like this. I'm saying this is all right. I'm okay. saying this is better than I thought I, it was going to be. I, I, okay. I, understand. Yeah. I understand the I understand the caveat. I know where we're coming from here. Yeah, fine. Um, right, let's do track two, which is called Desert Sand. Right. Oh, Jesus. Well, this sounds like straight-to-video, uh, like, kind of, uh, like, sexy, sexy music. Oh, Awful. Yeah, I, I don't like that. What's going on with that sound? Yeah, someone had to invent. Do, do you know like what I mean? No, it sounds it sounds like a like a, a sex scene of a of a kind of hard bitten detective. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, here we so are. So now we've got the the reggae shufflers come in. Yeah, a little bit of dub style. Dub style. Dub style. Um, mm. um it, 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 this sounds to me like the management has gone. All right, look, it's ninety. It's the nineties now. Yeah. You know, guys. Um, there's been a lot of dance music happening. Uh, let's try and stay relevant. What are, what do those other buttons on your keyboards do? And they're just trying some shit out. See, I'm gonna li- I'm not gonna lie to you. I like this vocal here. Oh, this bit, yeah. Do- oh, right. I really oh, like. I'm not a fan of that. I really like the phrasing of this vocal. Okay, it's okay. Possibly one of the only vocals on the album I like. <laughs> See, um, not to give too much away, but I, I I hate this significantly less than I hated the first one. Oh, that's interesting, because no, I'm, I don't like this as much at all. I think this is really quite uh, shit. So I, I think this has at least got a vibe to it, right? Ah. I, um, th- look, let me be incredibly clear. Yes. When I say I hate it less than last one, what I'm saying is I wouldn't run to turn it off. Okay. But I would also I've, I've... never, ever put it on on purpose. Yeah. Right, but I think I'm, this is really shit. Oh, I see. I, see, I again. I'm. I I like this better than the first one. Interesting. Okay. Right. I don't know what it is about the the sound of this one, but it annoys me loads more. Yeah. Um. And the lyrics on this one. It's a, it's the classic kind of point of going. Well, just because you're okay doesn't mean that you can turn a blind eye to the. The, you know, the the rest of the world's problems that yeah. sort of thing um, and it's you know great that's, that's a good point and yes it should be said but I think it's put to such a bad tune that I'm like actually I don't give a fuck about those problems anymore you've I mean, made I'm, it worse I mean you didn't care about them anyway no that's that. also I true mean, you're, you're lying to yourself you I am uh, but yeah no I mean I, I, I don't I don't mind this one um, right the, the same comes I kind of want to say here, but I won't. Oh, um, okay. You're yeah. going to keep it? Yeah, I'll keep it to myself okay. for a minute. So let's, go, let's well, move on. The other, oh, no, you've got, you got more? You got the more? other thing on this is, again, there are only two verses and one chorus in this, and both of those have been done by 1 minute 20. Mm-hmm. And this is a 4 minute 48 song. So they've, they're literally just filling time they're, they're doing the the one kind of bit they've written and then they are repeating it three times over the to thing make is, a song the thing is if you had come up with a rhythmic, rhythmic device so unique and so different to the rest of your output <laughs> you really would want to <laughs> showcase it wouldn't that's you? very true yeah yeah and i did I, i'll see if i can find it but i'm pretty sure there are some really kind of weird cheesy house stabs at the end Oh, those, those, those little piano bits. Yeah. Why? Why are you doing this? Okay, so let's right. do let's do the title track number three. Okay, promises, promises and lies. And lies. Oh, 
Wow. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's a painful horn, isn't it? Awful. And we've all had one. <laughs> <laughs> Not in years. And. Oh, that's a horrible Jesus. rhythm. Ali's crashing in there with some more slightly reedy vocals. Uh, I'm, I've, I've kind of I, I live tweeted this one almost. Oh, okay. So I was like, Christ, this is insipid. Right. This is the title track. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? I, mean, I know. I went, what's he going on about? Because he's talking some absolute shit in this one. Oh, really is. Really is. Who signed off on this vocal? I, well... Quite often I have thought throughout this, like, who's the producer in this? Why have you allowed this to happen? And then I realised, oh, the band have produced it. I've thought to myself multiple times through this. Mm -hmm. I've thought, a group of people got together and did this on purpose. Yeah, yeah. And thought it was a brilliant idea. And and started at point A, made multiple changes, and got to a point and went, well, I think that's it, guys. I know. I mean, yeah. I've got so many questions about this. I mean, listen to this music. I find it much easier to see why young people hate baby boomers. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we, we really should point out this is not what it was all about back then. No, not for us. No. I mean, you know, generation, we were we were raging against this machine. Well, that's right. Uh, and obviously, they've got some political lyrics, but I mean, Christ. It's, uh, it's a world apart. It, it, it's like the British home stores of reggae, this, isn't it? Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, this is the thing. I mean, obviously, reggae was kind of built on um, a, a politicised world mm-hmm. view and trying to uh, make points about the oppression that people were feeling. Yeah. This is so fucking weak. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, right, if you start off with a cube, right? Yes. And you and you keep sanding the corners down, mm-hmm. there is a point that what you've got no longer is a cube, it's a ball. Too smooth. Okay, yeah. yeah. And that's exactly this. It's, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it, it, this is, it, it's impossible to be spiky and polemic when it's music for dinner parties uh yeah how many times have we said is people uh, you know middle managers thinking oh well i don't just listen to white men singing pop music i like some reggae but no this is the reggae you like yeah exactly uh so let's do uh track number four i guess this one's called bring me your cup Oh, I think someone's getting a message alert there. Right. That's exactly what it sounds like, isn't it? It yeah. sounds like someone's getting a fucking text <laughs> yeah. and interfering with the speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. I, yeah, I literally put here, what is that noise? I know. Uh, so this was the third single. It got to number 24. Uh, I mean, like, th- this is like the kind of the sexy one, isn't it? Oh, this is. I mean, this is pretty filth if you actually look at the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, I, I have read the lyrics. And do you know what, what, what it made me think? Please stop. Please don't say these things, Ali Campbell. I mean, that. I mean that's... Yeah, yeah, anyway. But, yes. I just went... Think about the absolute state of the cunts that have fucked to this. <laughs> just like... Just, I mean, just, you imagine those encounters just stinking of Bacardi or Malibu, right? Right. White women with fucking too much suntan and hair braids, seashells in them. Like, you know, like Monica's dreadlocks in, uh, in Friends. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, men with their trousers up too high. Oh, lovely. But, like, white people, white people fucking dysrhythmically to this music. And that, and look, basically, this uh-huh. song makes me side with the people that think that involuntary sterilization's okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, go on. Uh, it's pretty. Damaging stuff. Um, this this whole thing. It slopes along for four minutes and fifteen. Yep. And oh. then, and then it must be breakfast because oh. <laughs> someone's put on the toaster. <laughs> right. Let's find. Let's find that bit. One second. Oh, man, that's just horrendous. That bit. <sighs> I mean, 
Why? Five minutes 41 of this shit. Yeah. Five minutes horrendous. 41. This, is the, this really makes me think of whenever Ricky Gervais did Equality Street. Yeah. It's that sort of, is this a piss? This yeah. could be a piss take. If someone played me this and went, oh, mate, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I'd be like, oh, who did that? It's cleverly bad. This is awful. Even E17 did this sort of thing better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. And they keep doing this. They keep. This is the longest song so far. They keep doing that bit. Um, oh, where's the bit as well where they kind of cut up that sexy lady uh, line? Um, it's like, the, oh, yeah, they've discovered a sampler button on, on their Casio. Yeah, I um, mean, it's no past the duchy, is it? It really isn't. Um, but as it gets towards the end, he's going to start to messing around here. Why? Why? Oh, it's sexy lady. horrible. Sexy lady. And Sexy lady, sexy lady, sex, 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 sexy lady. Terrible. Uh, If anyone is like, because we're we're talking all over the lyrics. I'm sorry about that. You can go and look them up. But if you're wondering why is this song filth, what are they talking about? The the lyrics are things like, I've got the bottle, bring me your cup. Pop the cork and try a sup. And when you're empty, I'll fill you up. We'll drink it down till the sun comes up. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I, oh, I, I, that's I, not nice. I just don't want to hear the words coming coming out of Ali Campbell's mouth. No. Uh, what I did uh, think of when I was listening through, just uh, listening to these lyrics, um, Ali uh, Campbell he appears to tell us his real name uh, in at the start of this song. Uh-huh. And his real name is Eddie Gnome. Eddie Gnome? Yeah, Eddie Gnome. Here we go. <laughs> Eddie Gnome. I'm, I'm Eddie Gnome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right, Eddie. Uh, cheers. Uh, this is awful. Nice. This is so bad. It's cringeworthy. I, I hate it. Really, really. I hate it. Oh, so bizarre. And third single. Someone, Are you joking? Somebody went, all right, fuck it. Let's, let's chuck in the sexy one for the ladies. I think this was their Christmas one, the December. Oh, can you imagine a worse Christmas? Ugh. Well... Only having to suck off Ali Campbell. <laughs> so fucking get, get supping from his bottle. Dear C- Christ. C- Ali, Ali Campbell's cream of tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Ali Campbell's creamy mushroom. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Well, how about on that note, we take a break from this album and look at some al- uh, other albums that come out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, uh, so we're looking first at the top 10, and I did, I kind of mentioned this in the our previous episode, the, because this album here was number one for seven weeks, yeah. we've got a lot of other time to look at what else was released, but for the last episode, I had to kind of allocate two weeks of time to that one, yeah. because there was nothing else to talk about if I sure. didn't. So um, we're, we're looking a little bit into whenever this, because this was uh, really, uh, number one from the 18th of July, but... The time I'm looking at is August the 8th. Uh, okay. So a couple of weeks in, just, just because that's the way it balanced out. So the top 10 albums of the, the week of August the 8th to the 14th. Number 10 is Rod Stewart's Unplugged and Seated. Number 9 is Take That, Take That and Party. Number 8 is Jamiroquai, Emerging on Planet Earth, which we have done. Number 7, Michael Ball, always. Number f- 6 is Four Non Blondes with Bigger, Better, Faster, More. Number 5, Spin Doctors, Rocket Full of Kryptonite. 
Uh, number four is, I think, a new entry. I think we've seen this before. Billy Joel, River of Dreams. Mm-hmm. So that's out. Uh, number three, R.E.M. Automatic for the People. Back up to three for some reason. Yeah. Number two is U2's Europa, which was our last episode. Okay. Top ten hardly changed at not all. A lot that, to, not yeah. a lot to get your teeth into. Not really. But then uh, we're looking from the time period of August the 1st until September the 4th for any other stuff. Yeah. AOB. Uh, and we've got some crackers in this one, to be honest. Um, start off with... Cypress Hill released Black Sunday. Yeah, got to number thirteen, and uh, so this is kind of halfway through nineteen ninety three. And I was thinking, oh, I thought I knew about Cypress Hill before this point, um, because obviously the the debut album was out ninety one. I yep. think it was, and then I was thinking again. I don't think I did. I think I heard uh, Insane in the Brain. Yeah, thought that's incredible. Bought Black Sunday. I did, and yeah. then went almost you know as quick as I could. Went back to the to the first one. Yeah, so yeah it, I did. For it sure. wasn't until this this point that I knew Cypress Hill at all. Yeah, me either. But what an album Black Sunday is! Oh, it's it's, it's perfect. It's it's a uh, it's it's one of those albums that I kind of don't talk about enough because. I love the first Cypress Hill album sure, so much. Yeah. And we, we, we discussed this briefly, I think, on the last podcast, where Black Sunday is the Siamese dream to this first album's gish. Almost. Okay, sure, it's, yeah. It, it's, it refines the sound, it takes a few of the edges off, it polishes it a little bit Definitely more, but produced, still yeah. fucking bangs it out. Oh, yeah. Um, and, but, you know, if you've Massive got, tunes. B-Real's fantastic on this record. Like, Muggs is the absolute star of the show. Some fantastic fucking production on The here. beats are great on it. And because it does go from the kind of the party bangers... Yeah. Uh, uh, to the more really slower, laid-back, mm-hmm. cool ones. And then some really upbeat funk stuff as well. It's so well put together. Of course. Beautifully done. Love this record, man. Favourite, well, any, any favourite tracks on there? Um, lick a Shot. A Lick a Shot lick a is shot a fucking is, uh, tune, Just man. because it, it's just that drum. Boom, 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 boom. And then the Lick a Shot. When it breaks us. Wicked. Yeah, love that shit. Um, drum, where you come from? They're fucking brilliant, man. Yeah. And hits for the bong as well, just for that sample Classic. of Sun on Preacher, man. Oh, it works so perfectly. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Um, and then the other kind of uh, big hip-hop one that was released in this time period is Onyx, Back to Fuck Up. I mean, again, one of my favourite ever hip-hop so it's, I mean, there's a lot of ridiculousness on there, oh, but my God, it's it just drives you along. Yeah, I mean, but you, you kind of got to think that they knew that some of it was silly at the time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm you know. sure. You can't be that over the top and not go, this is a performance. Yeah, and, and, and if they were, then fair fucking play to them. You don't call you yourself know. Sticky Fingers and think that's serious, uh, yeah, surely. You don't have a track on your album called Black Vagina Finder. Uh, quite. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and go, no, mate, Yeah, we're, we're uh, authentic, serious hip-hop. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know... We're basically public enemy right now. That'd be all, I'm a B-boy, standing in my B-boy stance. Yup, and give me the microphone before I bust in my pants. I'm an author of anguish, my language polluted. Onyx is heavyweight and still undisputed. Brilliant. One of the, one of the best like, rhyme like, runs of all time, man. I love it. I love it to this day. Wicked. Um, uh, then in other news, um, Alita Adams released Evolution, her follow-up to that terrible shit that we had to do oh, uh, yes. only got to number 10 this one so we well, don't have to listen to it thank fuck for that <laughs> yep front 242 released 05220912 wicked I don't know what that means uh, got to number 46 um, Boo Radley's released Giant Steps which uh, I kind of liked at the time I really like Lazarus as a single it was really deep swirling indie tune really yeah. cool uh, the rest of it I wasn't such a big fan of and I did get turned off whenever they went real balls out pop uh, mid yeah, mid I mean, 90s I don't know much of the Boo Radleys what I have heard I am fairly sure it's not for me 
No, no, but the, the stuff that you would have heard definitely isn't mm. isn't up your your street. Um, you think I'd like the earlier stuff then? Uh, yeah, I think you'd like Lazarus. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really interesting stuff. It's very cool. Um, Pennywise released Unknown Road, mm-hmm. and I wasn't aware they were going in '93. I mean, this is the whole the, 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 this scene. There's a lot of stuff coming the, through. This scene's existing underground. It's just mm. starting to because you know this this is a scene that kind of made itself. You know, it grew. Yes. It yeah. grew to. Uh, a level where there were too many kids going to shows and they had to start kind of, and the record company started taking it seriously. Right. Um, which is the thing I've always liked about that kind of punk movement. Yeah, that's cool. There's a lot of things about it I don't particularly like. Most of the songs. Yeah, a um, lot of music. You know, I'm, I, I, I had my brief moment in the summer where I really, really got into it. But when you meet people that are really, really into it, though, mm-hmm. it's just like, they're quite dull, aren't they? Oh, God. And very often, we'll listen to nothing else. I that's find. my point. It's no, like, that's the, oh, no, I just like that. You know, if, you like, if you like the bands, you fucking dig in. It's like, oh, I mean, you know, there are bands in that genre I really like. I, I love Rancid. I you love do? Yeah, yeah, Rancid. I'm a yeah, massive yeah. Rancid fan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're back into reggae territory. I mean, a lot of it sounds a fucking same. <laughs> Yeah, quite. I, I think that very much. I, I was never into those sort of things. But I was just surprised to see that 93 saw a Pennywise album mm. release. Uh, and Bad Brains released Rise. Um, they were a band I never was into, I admit. They were always touted. They were kind of sort of people who were two years older than me. Yeah. Loved Bad Brains. Yeah. Um, I missed that boat, never got on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love Bad Brains. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't listen to Bad Brains that often, but when I do, I enjoy it. Fine. Neurosis released Enemy of the Sun. Yeah. Fucking love Neurosis. Right. Obviously. I must admit, I'm not a completist when it comes to Neurosis. I, you know, I've got, I kind of dip in and out. Sure. Um, Obviously, you know, Through Silver and Blood is a fucking enormous record. I play that all the time. But, right, okay. Uh, in 93, would you have been oh, aware? I, no, I didn't get... I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't aware of Neurosis until no. many years later. Oh, it was very, very, very late to the very late to the party on Neurosis. Fine. Well, I mean, speaking of very late to the party, the last one I've got on here is the debut album by Clutch, Transnational yep. Speedway League, Anthems, Anecdotes, and Undeniable Truths, mm-hmm. 1993. Absolutely. And mate. I didn't know them at all until... 2000, was it? It's certainly late 90s, Pure Rock Fury. Pure Rock Fury, that's the album I, that I, I first heard them. I mean, but I, what I will say is as soon as... Because, I mean, you were working uh, in, yeah, in we, we, promotions we, we, we promoted that. that record, and it blew me away. Absolutely and, and, and blew I, and my I, face I, off. Yeah, I mean, I, I went on an immediate... Like, one of those immediate... I need to hear straight everything. down record shop and like yeah else? I started you know, I was I was hanging out on the uh, on the clutch message board oh right yeah yeah I'd like yeah I, our friend Lee Lewis that's where I met her sure oh right um, nice one so yeah I mean like clutch and clutch have just continued to be one of my favorite bands oh amazing but, you know and it's it, it's it's one of those things because like now it's like it, everyone likes fucking clutch yeah but like when this came out no one fucking knew who they were pure watch fury days they were still oh oh anyone knew I who think, they were I think I saw them on that tour at the underworld. Yeah, you know, that's what they were playing, um, and obviously it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm so glad because it, it, oh, it's, it's such it. an unlikely story that a band carries on for that long and, and starts finding this level of success. It's true. This late in their career, yeah, um, brilliant. You know, and I've, I've met them, and they all they all seem very nice lads. I bet you they are yeah. one of the best uh, drummers in rock. Uh, not necessarily oh, in terms of like technique or anything like that, but for a, a feel, funk and feel to it. Such a group. And faces. Let's <laughs> let's not forget faces. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I no. fucking love a man. You know, like, I would happily let my wife leave me for Neil Fallon. Oh, you got her. And you couldn't say no. I'm fairly sure she would. Yeah. Well, they're playing Brighton in November, and so we should, we're, we'll, we'll be going be there, to that, yeah. I'm sure. We'll yeah, we'll, going, we'll yeah. head down. All right, uh, there you go. That's your albums. Some really good stuff in that one. So, yes, this is Summer of 93. That's a good time.
Yeah, yeah. Fucking Black Sunday, uh, back to fuck up, and then you know coming through clutch neurosis, yeah. Pennywise. I mean, I bought, I bit, literally bought all of those hip hop albums on tape. Oh, it was yeah. That's yeah. those were the days. Had them on tape, rocking them in my Sony Walkman. Lovely. Uh, right. Well, since we've had such a good time, let's get back into UB40. Oh fuck. Um, oh. I think I've left the iron on. Oh. <laughs> Iron Lion's Iron. Uh, yeah. Um, I think my mum's calling me. She needs me to open her. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think my Amazon delivery has uh, just arrived. Oh? Yeah, I- I've ordered a... Uh... A DVD of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, we're so easily amused. Oh, we really are. But not, I mean, not that easily amused. Well, okay. Because a group, a, a, a band of at least 32 members... <laughs> Spent months on this record and <laughs> results so far are mixed. Yes. Um, right, okay, let's do... Um, Track number five, we're at. Yeah, Higher Ground. Okay. Presumably a cover of the uh, uh, Stevie, Stevie Wonder stroke Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, wouldn't that be uh, fun? A reggae oh. version of that. Oh, it's the 80s. That's awful. Oh. oh. Hang on a minute. Okay, all right. <laughs> A lot of strings going on in this one. Oh no, it's got really wobbly. It's got fucking Parkinson's disease. (laughs) (laughs) This This, this was a second single. You you are fucking around. Number eight in the charts this got to. Yeah. Oh my god. This is Schrodinger's song. Um, Uh huh. Yeah, because it is. It, it manages to be simultaneously utterly anonymous and still utterly, utterly infuriating. <laughs> it's dog shit. This. This is probably my favourite so far. I don't You're mind this at all. Fucking more. I think. I think there's a, actually a little bit of a tune to this, and I kind of like that that chorus. I yeah. Can't stand this. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't mind this at all. I think this is pleasant. Uh, no. yeah. Lyrically, it's like whatever. It's, it's about enjoying your life and taking the wonder around you. Open, be open to experience. Fuck that. I don't care. But it's got a little catchy chorus that I'm uh, okay with. I do not enjoy this at all. Right. Fair enough. Good, uh, good on you. Yeah. Um, I've not. I've nothing else. No. Nothing on this. Uh, another one where they wrote three verses, one chorus, and sang it twice. Yeah. So they, just like, don't know what this is. I think it's laziness. But I don't know. And you mentioned um, uh, that you thought, oh, uh, I wonder if it's a cover of the Stevie Wonder Higher Ground. Yeah. And thankfully it isn't, because I fucking love Stevie Wonder's Higher Ground, mm-hmm. and I don't want them to piss about with it. Uh, but I did find that they have done a Stevie Wonder song. Okay. They are going to play a bit. Are you playing a UB40 song that we don't have to listen I, to? Well, I did think that was a bad idea, but listen to how shit this is. Um, they did this for the Eddie Murphy film Vampire in Brooklyn. Right, so that's the level we're on to start with. But, you know, we're in a flop film. Um, a couple of years later, obviously, than, than this album. But this is a cover of Superstition. It sounds like a cover of who, uh, Who's Gonna Drive You Home by the Cars. Oh, yeah. Or Drive. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck off. Turn no. it off. Turn it off. How bad is that? Oh, my God. Yeah, mate. Uh, oh, kill it with fire. Awful. Uh, that was awful. I don't mind this song, Higher Ground. I don't mind it. Yeah. Well, okay. Weird. I don't know how to communicate with that. No, and, you know, it's entirely possible that at this point I was going, oh, Jesus, I've got to like something. Maybe I'll just stick a pin in this one. Don't know. Okay. Uh, right, well, let's go on to number six then. 
Uh, oh, uh, just in case we'd forgotten what UB40 are all about. Well, yeah, what's it called, this song? Reggae music. What the fuck was the rest of it, then? <laughs> well, you can't call every track insipid. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Oh, hold on. <laughs> what's, a, what's going on here? What's a go on? Uh, mate, I'm not going to lie. I tolerate this. I, I thought this would be up your street. I thought this is going to be the one that Dave's all right with. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can tolerate this bit. Uh-huh. Oh. What fucking fresh hell is this? This is terrible. I thought the exact same thing. Oh, they've gone a bit different. They've gone a little bit harder. And then this comes. It's fucking steamrollers. It's like it's badly mixed in as oh, well. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it just flattens the whole thing out. I mean, fuck, look. Good God. I mean, look, I, I find the overall bit, the, the the kind of the more up bit, toasted bit on it, yeah. more fun than the rest of it. Oh, okay? sure, okay. I can tolerate this. I hate the chorus. Yeah. But the third verse where he name checks all the well, members of the band. Every single member, yeah, sure. And he describes Ali as the man with the golden voicey. Uh-huh. Oh. I know. I mean, it is, it is bad. And it, and it's all about kind of friend, like having good friends and all that. Friendship yeah, well, being it, the most important thing. Yeah, sure. And now they all hate each other. Oh, uh, like viciously in courts. Who, is doing, who is doing the, the I'm vocal? assuming it's a guy called Earl Falconer, uh, who was in the band from the start. He plays bass. And right. I'm assuming that because um, in it he says, uh, me are the bassy. Right. So I'm assuming that's who's doing it. Um uh, yeah, because th- that third verse is all about, oh, you know, and here's your man on trombone, here's your guy on uh, yeah, yeah. trumpet, blah, blah, blah. Um, and this is, I, I don't mind this either. I think this is a lot yeah. of fun in that bit. This is, this I, I wonder, is it? Be- why did they do it? You know, why did they go down this direction? Uh, and this, again, was the fifth single. This got to number 28. So it's fucking mental that this was a UB40 song in the charts. But is it because... Because we've seen loads I mean, of Shabba ranks. Yeah, and, Shabba's doing some numbers, mate. Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to... Cack, I mean, I, Shaggy's in... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, for all I know, the rest of the albums have got these tracks through them as Actually, well. Actually, that's a point. So maybe maybe we're, you know, the Johnny-come-latelys that don't understand yeah, that this is part of the eclectic uh, chocolate box that is UB40. Maybe so. Um, but whatever. I didn't mind it as much. I, mm-hmm. I fucking take that a million times over another insipid reggae song right. or sure. worse than that an insipid cover of a beloved Elvid Presley song what's the next track called well it's I Can't Help Falling In Love With You oh it's fucking it's, it's like nails down my face mate the amount of effort the amount of people's time energy and money that has gone into making something this fucking disgustingly bad. Uh-huh. This is a fucking hate crime. So weak. This, this is like... The thing is, when this beat comes in, I'm like, oh, is this the direction they're going? Yeah. Are they just uh, decided to do this kind of slow break beat? But, but this sounds like Michael Jackson's What About Us? <laughs> oh. And then suddenly, oh, this has happened. Fuck me. And so, yeah, this was the first single, got to number one, obviously. This was fucking massive. Absolutely massive. And this is the, the reason that this album sold as, as much oh, yeah, as it did. Yeah. And, and, I, and I hated this with a passion at the time. Yeah. Uh, and often these songs like that I come back with and I go, oh, I was just being a bit of a dick. I was oh, young okay, and, sure, you know, yeah. oh, actually, you know, the, of course there's something in this. It wouldn't have been as big if there wasn't something in this. Mm. And I don't see anything no, this in this. This is just dreadful. Dreadful. Um, there is a review on All Music um, of this album. They have said 
that the album in general, but this song in particular, finishes UB40's transition from a reggae band to an adult contemporary band that plays reggae pop. And that's exactly what it is. You know, even if you're like, okay, I did like 1 in 10, and I liked those 1980s albums. If you then get this thrust at you, you're like, well, this is a different band. This is sellout. This is commercial pop shit. And this is part of my problem. It's like, like... Put this out on your record, on your album, do your man. So like, fucking sell out all you like. I don't yeah. care. I'm, I'm well beyond those points. You know, everyone's yeah. got to make a living. I'll you do, came yeah. from nothing. Fucking make some money. I don't give a shit. But don't put it on the same album that you're trying to make political statements about because you've lost the right. <laughs> you've see. lost the right. You've lost the moral high but ground. You, you've you sold got this it. to Hollywood. Yeah. You, you, do you know what I mean? You, you've, you've taken the fucking filthy lucre. Right. Right. Unless you've donated all of that to food banks, uh-huh. then you've, you, you've sucked the cock. Stop pretending you haven't. Yeah. You, you, you've created. You funded and created as many problems as you will ever, ever come close to solving. And you, you have participated, you know, in the fucking dance. In the merry so, ground. So it's go fuck Horrendous, yourself. horrendous. Uh, thankfully, this is the shortest song on the album. This is under three and a half minutes. So it it'll... feels longer. It does. It feels like days and days. Yeah. This was uh, number one in loads of different countries all around the world. It was the most successful single of the year in New Zealand for that year, 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was number one in the States, like I said, uh, which was their kind of foot in the door to, to make it big over there. Mm-hmm. This is the most piss weak we haven't said cod reggae too, cod reggae too often yeah, but yeah. because this is a cover and you know the original this is such a an awful cod reggae yeah. version of this song and I don't mind the song I think the Elvis song is pretty cool but it's even but, worse than that though. it's not even it's you know you, when you talk about weak you talk about something being watered down but there's yeah. a different right? there's, a, there's a big difference between when you make a glass of squash and you don't put enough cordial in sure, it, it's yep. too weak, right? Yep. And then there's a difference between when you get a, a fountain drink and the post mix has run out and you taste that water and it's disgusting. It is, yeah, it's and undrinkable. And this is the, what that is. Uh, it, it's gone so weak that it's become disgusting. Right, it is, it is Can you imagine horrendous. the amount of shit weddings that this was the first answer? Oh, God, it would have been as well. Can you imagine? Yeah. All the towny fucking cunts that used to come in HMV and buy stuff. Right? Yeah, last song at Terrible Discos. Yeah, this is this this was probably the wedding song right up until the point that Robbie Williams released Angels. Oh, okay, right. Or at, at least until Robson and Jerome started their career. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, um, this is this is fucking. This is awful. This is a low point in a an album which has some very low points. Yeah, it's it's, van, it's, it's the most vanilla music for the most yeah. basic bitches in the planet. And the video for it as well, because it was in Sliver, like we've discussed, which is the kind of the sexy Sharon Stone film yeah. about voyeurism and uh, cameras in in apartments and stuff like this. Yeah. The video for it has lots of clips of that in there and uh, it has sort of shots of the band in uh, a lift through, looking at them as if they were on CCTV or in a corridor. And it's like, oh, I don't want to think of any of you before, especially not six of them in the same place as being sexy and me looking at them while maybe having a wank. I don't... I do not want this forced upon me. I mean, I'll be honest with you, mate. Some of that is on you. Okay. But, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. Some, some of it is on uh, you. Yeah. Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, also, the drum break that, at, at the beginning where I was like, oh, I wonder, is this going to be how it goes? It, that is from... It's a funky drummer. Uh, it's James Ryan's funky yep. drummer. But it is specifically the version... Uh, is used in Run DMC's Run's House. Uh-huh. It's that way that they've treated it. How in hell have UB40 ever heard Run's House? I can't imagine that's a thing. Uh, Not I mean, one of them. Uh, 
Who Maybe knows? Fucking Who knows? Wrong. Let's move on. Uh, well, just w- last oh, no, thing I've got no, on this. Still. Uh, oh, just because I was looking through other cover versions going, I was trying to think, all right, what? There's, there must be some really good ones that I'm like, oh, well, it, it proves that you can do a good version of this song. And there's some that are all right. There's some that are fine. But turns out that John Hinckley, who tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. has a YouTube channel uh, where he performs some songs on there. And he's done a version of this. Still better than UB40s. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to think, like, um, mm. just randomly, what was that guy called? The guy that used to um, sing for Pulp? Uh, this Cocker. That's him, Oh, yeah, yeah that's him, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, right, well, let's move swiftly on to the uh, the, the singles. Right, okay. I imagine we've got a bumper crop, have we? We absolutely do, mate. We've got some really quality shit in here. Uh, well, lovely. Let's, let's bang through the, uh, the, the top ten and see where we're at. <laughs> Top 10 is looking like this. So, um, number 10 is a new entry. Recognise this at all? Not yet. I mean, you, 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 exactly, this is all. Bit of a, a slow intro. Oh yeah, no. Well, it's one of your favourite artists. It's just rain, Madonna. It is exactly. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, Madonna. On, rain. What's this on? It's on bedtime story. Erotica, apparently. Is it on Erotica? Yeah. Okay. So you're still releasing stuff off Erotica at this point. I don't know if it's like. The, the, again, as I've said to you many times, this is the kind of the the, the era of Madonna that I know. The oh yeah, least, the tipping really. point had been before. Yeah, like before, right, yeah. I, don't, I didn't really reconnect with Madonna again until Frozen, at the back end of the 90s. Right. So there was that mid '90s bit where yeah. you were out for a little while. And I've never really gone back and caught up with it, to be honest. Yeah, fine. Uh, well, number nine is Gabrielle's Dreams, which we've seen before. Number eight, and we've talked about this before, but I think this is the first time we've actually seen it. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Boom shaka like Rude Boy. There we go. There you go. Because I, I couldn't get out of my head that it was fucking zig and zag for a second. <laughs> Apache Indian. Apache Indian. Boom shakalak. Off the Nuff Vibes EP. Nuff Vibes EP. Yeah, so the Nuff Vibes EP was at number eight. And yeah, like we're saying, you know, there is some of this kind of ragged tinge stuff going I, on I and think, make it bigger the charge. I think the Nuff Vibes EP has got a, has got a bun on it as well, whatever that song of the cheese uh, and the, the cake. fun, yeah, it has. Yeah, it's fun, the cheese it and the cake and the fun. Exactly, fun. yeah. Uh, number seven, well, for example, number seven, Chuck and Suppliers, Tease Me, is still in there. Yeah. Uh, number six, this is a new entry. Well, we've sort of briefly mentioned it before, and I suspect, it, like me, you'll probably think, wait, isn't this Africa by Toto? Yeah. Because it even comes in with some pan pipey stuff. Wow. No, exactly. But, but it's not. I no. Oh, it's, uh, that's uh, Annie Lennox. Is it not? Oh. There you go. Billy Joel. Billy Joel, The River of Dreams, the yeah. single, yeah, is in the charts here. And I do remember this coming out and thinking it was very silly, but it's very, very catchy. Yeah, I, I kind of, I've got a bit of love for Billy Joel here and there. Oh, I, I do genuinely love a lot of Billy Joel. I didn't necessarily at this time. But uh, I didn't know so much at this time. But this was one I remember coming out in kind of in my period, and I was like, "Oh, this is silly, but it's fun." Yeah, I can't deny that it is uh, very catchy. It's not, you know, piano man, and it's not uh, uh, Saints from Italian Restaurant, classic, serious Billy, but it's good fun. 
Uh, it's not f- we didn't start the fire, either. It certainly though. isn't, no. <laughs> uh, number five. Nice. I mean, we've got quite a lot of reggae stuff going on, it turns out. We certainly have. So yeah, it's called "It Keeps Raining." Tears from my eyes. I can't. I, I, uh, I've heard this many times. But I can't remember for the life of me who it was. Now, um, Bitty McLean. Bitty McLean. Bitty. Bitty. That's, that's, bit. that's, that's a sad name, isn't, isn't it? it? Uh, uh, post, post, uh, post, uh, Little Britain. That's but, a bad Bitty, name. yeah, Bitty McLean. So yeah, that, yeah, that's number uh, five. Uh, so, like I say, lots of this stuff going on. Number four, Four Non Blondes, What's Up, which we've seen. Number three, Take That and Pray. Uh, number two, it's a new entry. And I remember this coming out, and even though it's cheesy as shit, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, got the secret by uh, Urban Cookie Collective. Urban Cookie Collective, the key, the secret, absolutely. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, well. this is great fun. Uh, this is kind of maybe towards the tail end, almost of that. Um, yeah, short dance rave, yeah. stuff. Yeah, but yeah. What, uh, what was that other single? They're, Urban uh, Cookie Collective. They're another big single remember. as well. Uh, let's see if Spotify will tell me. Feels like heaven is the second one, or high on a happy vibe. Mm, no, nothing I really remember. No, this is the only one I remember. It feels, feels like heaven, I think I remember. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Uh, and then number one is a terrible remix. I'm not even going to bother playing. It's a terrible remix of Living on My Own by Freddie Mercury. It's the oh, 1993 yeah. remix, and it's just shit. It's, it's an embarrassment to everyone involved. Uh, so that's the top ten, and then a load of other stuff. So we'll run through a load of this. Bon Jovi released I'll Sleep When I'm Dead, which is obviously off uh, the album that we've already done, mm-hmm. so you've seen that. This one... Yeah, but you'll probably you'll absolutely know it, but you might not get it straight away because it sounds. Yeah, I, it's. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, you'll you'll know it. Oh, it's like, this is Ice Cube. Yeah, uh, check yourself with check. Das Effects. That's yeah. exactly it. Check yourself. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself uh, with Das Effects. Exactly, it's the remix. Fat dicks in your ass is bad for your health. <laughs> Who knew? Thanks, yeah. thanks, Ice. I'd like to point out, not necessarily. Actually, um, actually, a, fa- a fairly reasonable thing to do if that's what you're into. Go for it, mate. Have fun. Uh, got to number 36, that one. Another one that came out, and I, I bought this at the time, really enjoyed it. I don't know if you would have been aware at the time or, or not. I, I think I picked it up because it was reviewed in NME very favourably. Sort of like, if you like Andy Weatherall kind of right. things, you'll like this. And it's absolutely along those lines of this Screamy Delica Productions. Only got to number 43. It's not ringing any bells in there. No, fair enough. No, I don't remember. Right, yeah. I'm afraid. Uh, the, the, uh, the band is called One Dove. Right. And this is called White Love. No, I'm, right. I'm afraid that's a complete black hole. But it's very pleasant. It's, yeah, I guess along the remember what was it? Um, Transglobal Underground. Yeah, yeah, that kind of yeah, yeah, feel exactly. to it as well. Uh, okay, so that was I, I. I did enjoy that at the time. I think I've still got the top of that somewhere. Green Jelly released Anarchy in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Fuck no yeah. thanks. And I got to number twenty-five. That one somehow. Uh, this one, one of the biggest indie singles ever. Okay, so it's a cannibal breeder. Absolutely. Breeders with cannibal. Breeders with cannibal. Um, 
and it only got to number 40 in the charts. Ah, but I, it, I, I heard this at a club every single fucking Every week. single time. I mean, this was one of the ones that was uh, an absolute treat for indie DJs because yeah. you were like, oh, well, here we go. That's yeah. a floor filler every time. And it really crossed over as well. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, like, kind of the grunge kids, the yeah. indie kids. Do you know what I mean? Now, it, even through the Britpop days, this would still get yeah. hammered. Absolutely brilliant bass line. It's fucking man. fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was out. Uh, it's on the Last Splash album, which mm-hmm. is another. It's a treat. It really is. Um, Sugar released Tilted. Uh, which is off the Beaster album. Mm-hmm. So we obviously did the Copper Blue album whenever yep. we did our special. Beaster was the, the the mini album after that, and Tilted was off that. Only got to number 48. Urge Overkill released Sister Havana. Got to number 67. Couldn't even tell you what that sounds like. This one got to number 13, and uh, you might remember it. We sold our souls to the man. Do you remember this somehow? Yeah. I mean, once you, if I told you who it was, you'd be like, oh, that sounds just like them. It's Ministry, isn't no. it? No. It's not Ministry? No, I've got the number 13. What the fuck is it? Oh, man. Oh, that doesn't sound like him too much. Andy Cairns. Ah, oh, therapy. It is, it's therapy, yeah. Uh, that's Opal Mantra. Uh, I, I mean, I have heard this. I must have heard. They must I, have been playing that fucking. Yeah, song. it was one of their. It's one of their lesser known songs. Yeah. It's definitely. It's off Trouble Gum, but it wasn't one of the big ones off Trouble Gum. Uh, but you know, got to number thirteen, which I, is a decent crossover for them. To be honest, um, might as well play this because fuck it, it's, it's absolutely fun. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Uh, Onyx slam, and Onyx, slam yeah. like we said off the uh, Back to Fuck Up album, got to number thirty-one in the UK charts. Whoa. Wicked. It was a, there was a remix they did with Biohazard called the Bionics remix. That's right. Yes. Oh, that was quality as well. I did enjoy that. Yeah, so good. Um, this one got to number 14, and we had one of his on the last episode, but this is a different one. Uh, Tenacious D. Um. <laughs> it does sound like it, doesn't it? <laughs> And I do like this. Very just gentle. Very pleasant. Paul Weller. Uh, This is Wildwood. This is the title track of the Wildwood album. Um, Yeah, and this was whenever he was having his little bit of a resurgence sort of thing. Yeah. Getting getting, uh, a lot more press, a lot more love from people who'd ignored him for 10 years. Um, Oh, this one got to 34. See if you remember. Again, I remember this being played quite a lot. Definitely, it was on MTV all the time whenever I had that one summer in America. We definitely talked about this band in the previous episode with Stephen on Friday. But we were all saying we didn't really give a shit. Yeah, I, I don't know who it is. See if it gets, we'll get the chorus in a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Soul Asylum. Okay. Uh, somebody to shove. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Which was I think it was the follow up to that big one. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe it was before yeah. it. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, I do I do remember that. Um, again, I remember just seeing it on 
MTV so many times. I think this is the worst singles round I've ever had in uh, the possibly. history of the podcast. Possibly. I'm doing terribly here. Well, I'll tell you what then. I'll, put, I'll throw in an easy one for you. Okay, fair enough. That's yeah. how Rage Against the Machine Ball track. It, it okay. certainly is. Uh, and I got to number 37 in yeah. this time period. And this is now probably a year and a bit after the album release. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing this is probably like the fourth single yeah. off there. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, still still releasing stuff. And it's still, it's, it's, still releasing brilliant it's singles. Blood, blood splatter vinyl, wasn't it? It is. Uh, bomb yeah. track. Absolutely, it is. There's two more that I've got. One of, you, one of these you'll get because it was huge. Uh, and it got to the Aerosmith. No, no, isn't it? I thought it was saying. Oh no, no, no. no. Hang on, what is it? Oh fuck, what is it? I know this song so well. Oh yeah, I think this was the one that was sampled in his Craig David collaboration. It is. It's Sting and Shape of My Heart. Shape of My Heart. Yes, Shape of My Heart. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, off the Ten Summoners Tales album. Yeah. Um, but the last one I've got, and I'll be amazed if you get this, but you may well have heard it. It's only got to number sixty-seven. It's called Uh in You. And it's shockingly bad. And we always refer to this artist as a one-hit wonder because this is the other stuff that they tried to follow up his massive single. Who is it? Is it like- I mean, if, you, if, if we're talking about white men that do reggae or ragga... Is it Snow? Snow. You're fucking there joking. There you go, mate. Snow. Wow, this is... <laughs> wow. This was the follow-up, I think, to Informer. No, I mean, you, you'd have got snow from that. I, I mean, he just said cool yeah. and deadly again. <laughs> and, he just, and he just called himself an article Don again as well. What, are you calling him a one-trick pony? This is just basically the same verse. <laughs> well. He, I mean, he's just learned how to say a few things, hasn't he? Oh, he's trying to make a sexy song. God's sake. Well, there you are. To finish off the, the singles with a bit of snow. Well, there Beautiful. we go, mate. Well, which is quite ringing uh, oh, apt today because it has snowed. Yeah, we're, we're at the start of April and it's been snowing in Brighton. Yeah, April showers aren't normally white. Yeah, God damn it. Anyway, right, right let's, there let's, you are. Let's crack back on with this motherfucker. Let's then, get, shall we? get to the end, okay. So uh, we're back into the UB40 album at track number eight, yep. uh, which is called Now and Then. What the fuck is that? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a weird, like, 20s jazz sample. Has, has someone replaced everything with a child's toy it's in like the studio? Duke. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, uh, now, this is dear absolute me. nails down a chalkboard. Yeah. And this is another one of the ones where I went, all right, with all of those band members producing yeah. their own album, did not one of them pipe up at any point and go, oh, lads, no, no, we've gone too far. This is terrible. What are we thinking? Mate, you know, this is it's, it's another dismal plodder with comedy sound effects in it. Why are you putting these sound effects it's in? Like it's like a fucking Tex Avery cartoon. Yes. Boing. The lyrics in this one are ridiculous as well. Like, oh, yeah. he's, like he's imagining how life could be better. Uh-huh. Right? Daydreaming a bit. Right? Yeah. yeah, daydreaming a bit. 
Wouldn't it be better if I didn't have to wait in the rain for a bus? When was the last time you waited for a bus, you um, cunt? Uh, but, or, uh, wouldn't it be great if I had superpowers and could, you know, vanquish my foes at will? And then, he's, and then he just goes, oh, yeah, well, I'm all right, though. And he, uh, the, by the end of the song, he's like, well, that's never going to happen. I, bet, I guess I'll just live my life and then die. Yeah, you, you, you've wasted everyone's time. Yeah. That's, vanquishing his foes. Would you, if, if his foes were people who didn't like you before he... There'd be very few people left, surely. I, I, I mean, I'd be happily vanquished. Oh, yeah, fucking give it to me, mate. I mean, Bring if it, it meant I didn't have to listen to this. Yeah. If they didn't have this wherever the vanquishing occurred. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I've been vanquished to a land without reggae. Oh, um, God. Right, no. Terrible. No, no. Awful, awful, awful. Terrible. I, I, this is another one where I'm going, is this a joke? Have they done this to be funny? Mm. Oh, but no, they haven't. This is what they wanted to right. do. And here is a song title that is just a red flag in the first place. Oh, God. Things ain't like they used to be. Horrible sound. Horrible. So we're going housey, are we? Yep. It's Wigfield. It's a gypsy woman. It's that sort of horrendous keyboard noise. See, the, the, weird, the weird thing is, yeah. I'm listening to this now and it's obviously it's awful. Yeah, right? it's awful. Obviously. But I'm looking at my notes that I wrote directly after I listened to the previous song. Yeah. And I went... At least it's a break from the reggae. I'm giving it a bit of a pass. Oh, I see, yeah. Because it sounds different to the worst excesses of the rest of it. Right. It's And and that is just a testament to how shit the rest of it is. Yeah. It's mostly anonymous. But then it goes... Those bits where it just they shout a couple of words. Like, cry for war! And then, But there is a horn break, and the horn break's quite fun. All right. Let's see if I can find some of that. Heard inside. Like someone's just jabbed them with a pen at some point and they've shrieked. Yeah. I mean, look, bottom line is I hate it. That's terrible. But this I hate awful. it less than some of the other ones. I see. And that is where we are now. Uh, so this album has worn you down to this extent. Because I'm absolutely nine tracks into a UB40 album and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. if I just poked myself in the ear when I go deaf and I wouldn't have to hear yeah, this. Yeah, I, I hate this. And yeah. the thing I was going to say about the second track yeah. uh, that I don't oh, want to yeah, say yeah. at the time is I think that's my favourite track on the album. The and se- I oh, and right. I don't really like that very much. Okay. God. Um, I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up at some point. Let's yeah. move on from this shit. Okay, so yeah, that- uh, let's do the next one which is called It's a Long, Long Way. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I can't these little whizzes yeah. going on. Horn? It's the awful samples I've written. They totally misused all of these samples. Yeah. Yeah. If you told me that this was uh, a kind of a one-hit wonder joke reggae band, I'd be like, all right, yeah, that makes sense, because this is terrible. I I genuinely think that Zig and Zags, the girls they all love me, have got more artistic merit than this. And hang on, here we go in... Now, Uh is this Ali Campbell singing? I don't think so. No, I not, hope not. I think I think if it's uh, if it's toasting at someone else, I don't know. It sounds a little bit Alec Campbell. I mean, I'm not saying for sure. I just I think they uh, they split those duties. I just want to know if it's Ali Campbell doing the voice because oh. it, that, that's what I, I want. Right. Because yeah. this is a song about middle class reacting to real problems in the real world, isn't it? It's like it's yes. happening a long, long way away. Don't worry. I've got my credit card, and it's yeah. like. It's very smug. And it's like, what fucking Activision have you been doing, mate? 
Like the Wallace woman's got a fucking credit card out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What, like what? Yes, I don't think you've got a leg to stand on, my friend. Yeah, having yeah. built an entire career on stealing music from a different <laughs> culture, right? Well, we do have to, you know, make the caveat that UB40 was not just white people in there. No. You know, it is. It's a complete mixed bag of um, uh, backgrounds and yeah. people who are from various cultures. But Ali Campbell is kind of the face of UB40 yeah. a lot of the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, the incredibly white, white face, white and wrinkled, craggy face. Um, and there's a reason this is put at track number ten on an album, you know, because you could not justify putting this at the front end because people wouldn't listen any further. And the, the samples in here was like, it is literally they, they've discovered how to use those buttons and have overdone it yeah. and used it badly. The only thing I can possibly imagine is that they've listened to this song when they're doing the track when they're doing the, the track listing of this song of yeah. this album and they've heard this song and they've gone oh hang on a minute w- what should we do for the last song uh-huh and then the last song is yeah. called sorry holy god and, yeah. and you better be sorry what? so look handpipes Handpipes? What? So here's another political polemic song, right? Absolutely. And now this one is about reparations. Yes, it is. And I'm going to say to you, what this is, is a song about stealing from West Indians, done in a style stolen from West Indians. Yeah. With a white man singing. That's what I'm saying. It's like, right, have you seen your fucking audience? They could have given this one to one of the black members to sing. Mm-hmm. But no, Ali's singing this one. He's singing the line, give me what belongs to me. I think whatever you say here, they were on fucking dodgy ground. Whatever their background is at this point, mm. they have made a lot of money. And they're, yep. and they're in this fucking point of view. And it, it doesn't sit well on the same record that's got that fucking Elvis Presley cover on it. I see, okay. That's that's to me. Uh, you know, uh, you know, fair enough, man. It's not my fucking battle. You, you write your song, you can say whatever you like. That's, you know, that's up to you. But you can also go... I mean, my primary problem with it is it's a shit song, right? It's, yeah, and, it is. It's rubbish. And, and my primary problem with rubbish. all of this stuff, right, which I am amplifying, you know, I don't necessarily 100% believe in everything I'm saying because uh-huh. sometimes we exaggerate things for a bit of a joke, right? And that's the truth of the matter. But the tr- the, what this all comes down to is the, the the sound of this record, which is the primary thing, has made me progressively angrier every time I fucking put it on. Oh, it, really? It is, it is yeah. both... It is both insipid and infuriating at the same time. I've mentioned said that about the other song, and it stands true for most of the fucking right. record. Yeah, I think this is one of the worst records we've done. Oh, easily, it's easily yeah. the worst record we've done by an artist of their stature. Oh, okay, I mean, well, I suppose Cliff Richard is also, but uh, but right. in in a band that in theory are closer to. The, the touchstones of the things that I like. Right, okay. I just had a terrible time with this record. And it's very straight, it's very badly balanced uh, as well because you've got five singles off it. They all take place within like the first seven songs. Mm-hmm. And then we're left with this just fucking backwash at the end. I mean, it like so the, the, much of it just sounds like B-sides. This last section we've done 
has been wall to wall dog shit. There's not even dog anything shit. where we've gone, oh well, you know that bit's okay or whatever. Mm. They've just thrown a load of rubbish yeah. at you. Um, I've said I think this is the worst back end since I saw the video of that weightlifter prolapsing. Oh wow, it's that, that is bad. That it's is just, uh... just solidly awful. Uh, for the last third. Yeah, it's really bad. I, um, I despise it. Uh, very bad indeed. Uh, I'm glad it's done, and I'm glad yeah. I never have to hear this again. Yeah. So let, let, in wrapping up, what I will say to it, yeah. um, positives, Yeah, it's quite short. Uh, yeah, it could have been worse. It's 11 tracks, and there's no seven-minute epics on here. No, I mean, it's a five-minute 40, let's not forget. Uh, yeah, let's, oh, totally. Let's well, not and, be too kind. And so many of these songs, like I have said, uh, should have been finished two minutes earlier but then they've just repeated the first couple of verses again for no reason so it could have been a lot shorter which would have been better but uh, it also could have been worse mm-hmm. uh, so we, let's have a look at see uh, see if uh, any of the Twitter people agree with us so yeah we put a, a, a little message on Twitter uh, basically almost asking for sympathy because we knew we were going to have to do this but seeing if anybody else had any opinions on the album whether they had it at the time very few people knew anything about it but we did get some nice messages of sympathy so you know Lee Lewis disorderly simply said you poor bastards which kind of encapsulates how we were feeling as well Uh, Ben Collins has said thanks for listening to this so we don't have to if Can't Help Falling In Love is anything to go by it'll be awful God those dark weeks when that was number one it was it was a bad time for everyone involved Uh, Mike Albert knowing your love of reggae this should be a good one yeah we we pretty much flagged up how this was going to go a little way. Uh, yeah, number one rerun. Uh, just discuss how weird it is they've replaced Ali Campbell with his own brother. Yeah. I didn't even know they'd done that. Yeah, they did. But the thing is, because uh, we've alluded, they, they've absolutely fell out. In about 2008, they very badly fell out. Ali Campbell left saying that he wanted to go solo, mm-hmm. uh, but then almost immediately set up UB40 with Ali Campbell we, as a separate I mean, entity. Why didn't you just call it UB41? Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, bad blood happened. Another member of UB40 left and joined Ali Campbell. Mm-hmm. And then someone else did as well, I think. And so there were two uh, very distinct UB40 acts going UB4 on. UB4 tie. <laughs> Quite. That they had to uh, differentiate between each other. And at some point, the kind of the, the original UB40 that Ali Campbell left drafted in his brother, who's Duncan Campbell, to do vocals. Yeah. Duncan, he's not with him anymore. He had a stroke, so he had to retire. Right. Um, so that they've got someone else in. But for about 10 years or so, Ali Campbell's brother was, be you know, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be Ali Campbell. Brilliant, man. Yeah. Uh, but I did notice, uh, again, because I was looking up, you know, what had happened with various people and a couple of different biogs. And Duncan Campbell, his brother... Is a professional spoons player, and he was at one point the only professional spoons player um, who was licensed by whatever music federation there was in the UK. Wow, yeah, indeed. Fuck me, uh, Ollie Woodstock. Can you record the full episode without naming any fish? Yeah, we failed. Do you know? I'm not even sure that we have said cod reggae. Yet. Oh no, oh, I, I have I now. Did. I did. Okay, cool. I did. Uh, Giovanni Bianni, uh he said the first version of Can't Help Falling In Love I ever, ever heard was Corey Hart's wow. uh, showing age um, it, and that is tied to some precious childhood memories but I can see now that it's disgustingly treacly and pandering and yet compared to UB40's version it's a fucking masterpiece I mean of course it is and like I said John Hinckley did a version that compared to UB40's version is a fucking masterpiece mm-hmm. no, you're absolutely right mate David Burgess I recall perhaps incorrectly that the summer of 93 was hot uh, and this was on every Vauxhall Extra stereo <laughs> considering Shaggy uh, Shabba and Snow had hits this was the easily lessening light reggae for the masses you may think others are worse but 
Bring Me Your Cup is absolute dog shit. Oh, yeah. He oh, had a particular thing about that song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the sexy one. That was... Yeah, I, I fuck, Dreadful. I, we all hated it. Yeah. Uh, John in Leeds, The Horror. Yeah. Just uh, simply The Horror. You're, you're totally right. Totally right. Dave Roddy has got in touch. Uh, but this time he says, I have nothing to give. I did meet a girl in 1990 who had a Labour of Love t-shirt, which was uh, a previous album of UB40s. That's as much as Dave Roddy has on it. Fair enough. Mate. Usually you got more than that, Dave, but I understand why, well, why you wouldn't. This I mean, time. I mean, I mean, Brad of seventy seven is in. Uh, I got nothing on this record, guys. Sorry, <laughs> have a gif. Let's play some Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, uh, Daniel Martin, mm. I can't help falling in love is the only one I remember. Uh, although I wish I didn't. Yeah. I just love the fact they called a song reggae music. In case anyone wasn't sure what you uh, thought you were all about. To be fair, you could listen to that album and be unsure what they were about. Pure Road Coffee and Art. Mike the Trail has simply put fucking awful. Yeah, fair, totally fair. Uh, we do have DJT, though, who's coming in in defence of the album. Fair play, mate. Fair play. He's saying it's actually an excellent album. Say La Vie, Desert Sand, Sorry, Higher Ground, Bring Me Your Cup, Can't Help Falling In Love are standouts. Oh, mate. So, dude, he, I well, hope you haven't hated this too much. Well, he says, what's your episode about? A review type thing. I look forward to hearing it. I don't think he's heard us before. No. A DJT, I'm I'm very sorry. This may not be yeah. I think entirely he's, he, for you, mate. He's a newcomer from the Riot Act crossover uh, we did. Sorry, This mate. is not going to be... Mate, fair don't judge us just on this one we've got Martin Young who says I don't have any opinion sorry other than UB40 are perhaps my most hated band in the entire world strong words I'm looking forward to a real hate listen for this next episode well hopefully uh, you know we've managed to at least raise a, a bit of a semi for you he, he does say that uh, although the next one is one of his all time faves which he's nervous because he thinks we're going to hate it what is the next one Mariah Carey Music Box yeah well well we'll see yeah, we'll, we'll see. see we'll see uh, Joe Sullivan yeah man <laughs> yeah <laughs> and new then hashtag new kids did it better <laughs> mate I would absolutely take uh, an 11 track album of new kids in the block stay with me baby over having to listen to this Same again that, bruv. Yeah. Gourmand Farms as a white British reggae musician I'm constantly embarrassed that England's contribution to the genre is encapsulated in UB40 and the police we could be talking about Aswell or Steel Pulse but I wonder what could be at play here mm. Mm. Yes. I can't imagine mate <laughs> I can't imagine Gourmand Farms yeah. Heathen Stephen has just put stay strong. Thanks very much. Yeah, we appreciate the support. So yeah, there we go, man. Now um, we're really, really gonna have to let the uh, the bees out of the yeah! hey, nice. here because um, we've got a we've got a we've got to pick a, uh, yeah. a song to put on we the playlist. Have to. That's the rules. I mean, if yeah. anyone hasn't listened before, we have an ongoing playlist. We have to put at least one song from every single album that we do, the number ones, uh, up to th- a maximum of three per album. Yeah. But we can't do none. Even if we didn't like anything, we can't do none. No. So we have to do something. Your favourite was number two, Desert Sound. Yeah. Right, I didn't like that one bit. That- so I, I'd say no. The ones I liked, you really didn't like. Yeah. So... There's only one other song that I think is halfway passable on this. Is it reggae music? Yes, it is. Yeah, because it's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Now, that, again, I thought that half of it was a lot of fun, yeah. um, and then the chorus completely fucked it, but yeah. at least it's got half. Yeah. So we're going to do that, yeah? Yeah. Reggae music. Reggae music. That's going on. Wow. I look wow. forward to hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Good Christ. That's a, that's a song I'm going to hear more in my lifetime now than I ever oh, thought Jesus, I'd need to. imagine. Right, fine. Anyway, so Stop. guys, so we, we're going to be back uh, as soon as we can with Mariah Carey uh, next time. Uh, Buster Rhymes with Mariah Carey? No, it no. doesn't. <laughs> One of my favourites. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've uh, enjoyed this. I mean, if you are a UB40 fan, we are sorry, man. But I mean, not that things we've said, just be sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we will be back soon. Uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Take it easy. Bye. 
thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We're on Twitter, at PCL Podcast, on Instagram, also at PCL Podcast, and facebook.com slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is pclpodcast.com. Please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on pclmusicpodcast at gmail.com. Ali Campbell's creamy mushroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs>